everybody. Welcome to Kashan Cast, episode four. Craig Kashan, along with the one and only James Stewart. How are you, my man? Doing well. Just uh, finishing up my healthy breakfast and, and ready to go. <laughs> so now, uh, so I want to ask you about this breakfast because I know you're always kind of uh, in a in a harried hurry. Now, last week before we started episode three. Um, we're, we're getting ready to go and you pull this bowl out and I'm like, <laughs> is, that, is that some kind of, some kind of concoction of a cereal there? What was that? No, I was, uh, crushing a, a bowl of ramen noodles real quick before the show. <laughs> and then what, what do we have to, to wash that down with? Uh, Coke zero, you know, Coke zero. All healthy right. stuff. So, now, so now this week, what do we got? Cause I know that you're in a big harried hurry again. Got a little sun kissed <laughs> and, uh. A bag of flaming hot lays, the good stuff. <laughs> now, and you have your inhaler nearby. Yeah, exactly. Just, just in case, <laughs> just in case the uh, food does me wrong. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'd show you my glass of water, but it ain't worth it after all yeah. that. Trust me. <laughs> we'll work on your breakfast game. We'll, we'll talk about it after. Yeah, the show. no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> oh man. Well. Um, Let's see. This week, we're going to start out talking about the uh, Milwaukee Bucks uh, back home. Finally, that felt that road trip just felt like forever. And it wasn't even a West Coaster, but uh, we'll talk about the return trip win against the Lakers. They're getting healthier again. We've got um, uh, we've got some Corbin Burns winning the Cy Young Award for Milwaukee. Another feather in this city's yeah. cap as far as major sports awards and performances go. And then. And then we're talking Packers, man. Aaron Rodgers came back, uh, you know, maybe a little bit health-wise overwhelmed after, you know, the whole COVID thing and missing a game. But um, unfortunately, the Packers suffered some more injuries. So we'll uh, we'll go over that, too, and give our opinions on that. But uh, let's start out Bucks first. Uh, big win against the Lakers, 109-102. Um, they hung on. Giannis at 47, James. It was that that to me could be our turning point game here on the season. Yeah, and I, I think um, the one thing that I took from that game right away was um, can we finally put to, to put to bed the idea that AD and Giannis are equals because they're not. No, uh, AD is a very good player, very good. I mean, he might even be top ten, whatever. But Giannis is is on another level, and we saw it last night with the aggression going to the hoop. Um, you know, three for four from three, which it's not like you can expect that consistent, consistently, but he's going to have games like that. But to me, was it a 18 for 23? Like, just yeah. pure efficiency, pure dominance, and at the free throw line again. Like, it's – to me, that was the perfect game for Chris to come back to as well because it's like – we saw like when Drew came back from COVID, there was it was a little bit of a slow start, and Chris wasn't, you know, he wasn't pure Chris Middleton, but he was allowed to get a couple shots, work his way in, and and Giannis kind of took care of the the heavy lifting, which which is you know the perfect way to come back, especially on a big game and you know national broadcast and and all that. Well, I liked what he said afterwards. You know, um, I mean, look, we're we're used to seeing this team win and certainly nobody should panic. Uh, they came into that home game uh, last night with a six and eight record. They went two and three on the road. They had dropped four in a row at home all before 
for this as well. So yeah, I've been at home much, haven't won at home much. Um, and you know, we're in Pfizer form. We, we hear the rumblings, you know, people are rumbling about a lot of things right now. Um, but they're used to seeing this team win. I think that's the bottom line. They're used to seeing this team succeed. And this team's going through, you know, a lot of health issues here right now, as are, I think most teams most right teams, now yeah. that are playing sports, they're, they're, everybody's going through it, no matter what sport we're talking about. And um, I think it was good that he just came out and said, I'm sick of losing here right now. Right. I want to be aggressive. I'm going after it. And he said, this, this might be who I'm going to be here the rest of the year. if This is what it's going to take. And you know what? This is what it's like to be in your prime. This is what it's like to be 26 or 27 years old. He's got a birthday coming up uh, pretty quick here. He's going to be 27. And this is his ninth year. This is what you want to hear from somebody. You know, we've, we've gone through the, the minutes restrictions yeah. and, and all that. Um, this is what these guys play for. This is what they get paid for as well. Yeah, I think, I mean, Giannis is just clearly continuing to kind of grow into his own, you know, dominant player in, in his prime, whether it be on and off the court, like his whole personality is still still forming. Like you said, he's only 26 going on 27. Um, but one of the things I, I saw that I kind of didn't even realize, it's like I know that Drew and Chris had missed a lot of games, but this is the only the third game with yeah. Drew, Chris, and Giannis together. And they're 3-0 in those in those games. but. I it almost didn't like compute because like you said, everyone's been going through so much um, injury and, and, and whatnot, but yeah, this, this being only their third game is, is kind of it like blew my mind and caught me off guard. Out of um, 15, they played 15 total. Right. Game. And if you add, you know, if you had Lopez in there, then they're, they're one and oh in games where all four of them have played, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you got to, I think everyone is is really got to take all that into account because it's not just injuries. Like you, you know, we've got guys that miss a game or a two or two games for you know a tight hamstring or whatever. You've got that, and then you add on the fact that anytime someone ends ends up in the protocol, that's ten days. You know, like it's there's just a lot going on right now, and and you hope that as these guys kind of go through these things and, and lose players to the protocol that they themselves tighten up their circle and, and take care of, you know, what they need to take care of in that aspect as, as well as taking care of their health and, and body. Well, and you know, with Middleton coming back too, as, as you alluded to, it took him a little while to get going. I think that was predictable last night. Yeah. He had, he had four made free throws uh, with just under a minute to go in the third quarter. And that, that was it. He was like, oh, for four, oh, for five from the field. But then all of a sudden he becomes Chris Middleton and Chris right. Middleton is a streaky shooter. And it's also at a point of the game where we're getting late in the second half and guess who shows up the right. guy you can count on. Um, there was, uh, I think of nice exhale at the end of the third quarter and then in the fourth yeah. quarter, just watching him do his thing. And he didn't have to do a lot. And maybe he wasn't capable of doing a lot. But I'm a little surprised he got 30 minutes in yeah. his first game back after missing eight and going through COVID and, and the whole deal. I mean, um, just kudos to him. And and uh, it, it did just kind of make you feel a little bit better about what's happening right yeah. now. Because that, that was a good team they beat. And and the thirty minutes thing that you're right was was surprising, but I think, 
I think that might have something to do with the fact that, and Giannis talks about it a lot. Just having Chris on the floor on the floor is a yeah. is an extra comfort level for Giannis. Yeah. I mean, he had twenty eight in the first half. Like clearly, he felt some extra spacing. Some, you know what I mean. So for sure. And they've been together for so long that even just again, just having him on the floor is an extra a bonus for Giannis. He, I mean, he trusts him. He knows he's going to make the right play. And their pick and roll that they do is is a go to for them. So. You you think that like as he kind of progresses getting back and getting his shot and we'll hopefully see that fourth quarter Chris earlier in the game, but you're that's that's anyone who isn't a follower of the Bucks in, in the way that we are looks at Chris Middleton differently. Like we look at him and we expect that. Like we know quarters one through three, he might be streaky, but he always seems to show up in the fourth quarter. Always. And, you know, the team, the team relies on that. And you, you kind of saw it in the three that he hit. He saw it in his face. It was just like, I don't know, man, like I'm, I'm, you know, just keep shooting it and and it's going to come. It's going to go. He dribbles up top of the key and just pops a three. I mean, that's, that's what we're used to seeing, but that, that's his rhythm and stuff. And, um, and that, you know, uh, welcome back, Chris. Right. I mean, (laughs) What more can you say about that? Uh, for sure, and it's gonna it's gonna definitely um, lead to probably a, a great occasion for him on Friday night because he's tied with Ray Allen right now. Yep, uh, for the franchise lead in most made three pointers, a thousand and fifty one in his career, and he tied him last night by by nailing a couple, and so he will be your three point king now for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah moving forward on Friday when he hits his next one. And um, I I just think it just, you know, it's just amazing, you know, when you look at um, breaking numbers and what were records and what we're seeing, you know, Giannis is uh, knocking on the door so hard on everything that Kareem ever did here. Um, And in a surpassing, he will surpass everybody at some point here soon uh, for all time leader in in just about everything. Um, it's cool to see these guys playing together and, and accomplishing this together during their, their nine year run here. Yeah. And, and, and Giannis, um, I think winning the championship, James, and, and just this slow start because all the superstars haven't been on the court together. Um, I, I think right now, you know, if you're a diehard like we are, you have to appreciate um, even more what this team has right now. And, and, again, what they're capable of doing because yeah. it's hard to win without a core in chemistry. And, and these guys certainly have it. Well, and, and like with Chris Middleton specifically, I think that like Giannis's story is so widely broadcast and rightfully so, but Chris Middleton is like, it's, it's to me, it's so impressive to, to know where he came from as well. You know, the throwing in that trade, a, a G league guy, works his way to two all-stars and like, yes, the three pointers may be in some aspect, like a longevity record in the fact that he's been here longer than Ray Allen. But I feel like Ray Allen, when you saw Ray Allen play in the beginning, it's like, you, you knew he's going to break that record. Like that's going to be his yeah. record. Yeah. Chris Milton has not been that guy that you from day one said, 
this this guy's going to be here for nine years. He's going to be two all-star. You know what I mean? Right. He, and he, in a lot of ways, really worked his way into what he's become. And that is not – it's not – more or less impressive than any of Giannis's records, but it has a different appreciation to it for me, at least. Well, and they're, they're two different style. I think yeah. body makeup, um, how they go about, you know, what they did. I mean, I mean, let's face it, man. Did anybody elevate any better on a jump shot, especially a three point shot than, than Ray Allen? Right. Would you want uh, the ball in their hands more than when Ray Allen was a Milwaukee buck? I mean, it was, he was money and, you know, Middleton's money too. I mean, we've been talking about, you know, clutch time for him is late in games and right. he's been their guys. So, you know, I, I just think having a, I just think having a, um, he's got the, he's got a championship, he's got a gold medal, but I mean, just having his name etched in at the, at the top yeah. of something that is awfully significant right now in the NBA. Right. Three points. I mean, shot. yeah, it's all the NBA team. That's it's this is the NBA. <laughs> and so he's going to sit at the top of the franchise on that. So that's, uh, that's going to be pretty cool for sure. Yeah. And you couldn't ask for a better guy either. I mean, a humble, no, you know, like it's, I, I've become such a Chris Middleton fan over the years. And, and I think it is, a lot because of the juxtaposition of him and Giannis and their profile. Like I just, I appreciate Chris Middleton so much. (laughs) Like it's, it's just been fun to watch. It's been, he's been a, um, a one of the best fits I think in, in the history of the city and sports, as far as personality, work ethic, uh, humble, um, you know, if, if, you could use the old phrase, you know, bring the, your lunch pail to work, right. show up, do your job, do it really well, take pride in it. And when you're done, and Lord knows when that's going to be, then you can go home. And that, that's that's how the city has been. So I think well, that's good. Speaking of a uh, fit in Milwaukee, I think uh, we have to at least address the Giannis quote. Um, that's kind of got that's everyone. a different lunch pail. Yeah. <laughs> It's got everyone up in arms. He's getting, um, no, he's getting his lunch delivered to him every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in yeah. a good way, I mean. <laughs> right, right. Well, um, I mean, we might as well take a look at this quote and uh, hear it out and, and see what if there's something to panic about. Um, but Giannis said, I just love challenges. What's the next challenge? The next challenge might not be here. And that's kind of where everyone's panicking. Uh, but he goes on to say, me and my family chose to stay in this city that we all love and has taken care of us for now. Again, another one of those panic points for now. Um, but he he went on to say, in two years, that might change. I'm being totally honest with you. Uh, is there anything there for you that you go into a panic about? Yes, all three of those things. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fourth one would be at the game last night. Everyone came up to me and wanted to, you know, Giannis is leaving now. What's yeah. going on? You know, he won a championship. He's getting too big for the city. He's getting <laughs> a lot of endorsements. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here to like, I don't have enough ears in my head to hear all these, these shots that people have. And I, and I think, I think it's, um, I don't think it's angry. I yeah. think people are, they want this guy to stay forever. And right, right. they're in reality, unfortunately, there is no forever. Um, I think that I think my thing with this is I'm a little bit twofold on it because I, I have 
no concerns or doubts that he's telling the truth when he says I'm telling the truth. Yeah. Because he's always been honest. You know, he says right out, I'm just telling you the truth. This is how I feel. Um, I love this city, but I don't know if I'll be here forever. I don't know what my next challenge is going to be. Maybe he'll figure that out um, this season yet. Um, but I think, I think the underline with him is we've got a championship team. Uh, this team's probably better than the one that won the championship. And we have to make sure we're doing everything we possibly can to keep doing that. I, I think right now, him winning the championship and, and everything he's gone through, and especially in the last five or six years where he's become a man, um, he's gone through, you know, personal turmoil by losing his dad. And as now his kids are born here, they're Wisconsinites, they're Milwaukeeans. Um, he's got a big contract, obviously a, a five-year deal that, and I think that's the other thing. It's like, well, you got a five-year deal here. Um, what do you mean two years? You know, uh, there's no option out. There's an option out for him after the fifth year. Yeah. Uh, but, but he's here, I think until 23, 24, for sure. 24, 25. And I, you know, the bucks would basically have to deal him away. Right. If, if that was the case. But I mean, I, I think we're putting the, the horse way before the cart here on this one. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just a little I think I think I'm you know, I'm playing fan here with everybody else. I hear the concerns. Uh, I hear, you know, but this is this is how people this is everybody. This is how it yeah. goes. So I'm not I'm not overly concerned at all about it because I watched that game last night and he wanted to win from the opening tip until that right. final horn blew at the end of the game. He wanted that game badly and he put on a hell of a show, man. Well, <clears throat> to me, there's, there's a couple things. Um, the first being, I, I'm not too, I, I feel like yeah, you're right. He has a, he's the super max contract. So that's one thing, but from everything that we've heard from Giannis, every time he speaks, he has a tendency to be a little too honest in some situations, but he also just in the way that he has shown us that he thinks he's, he doesn't close any doors either. So to, to say like, I'm even when he's, when he signed to say like, yeah, I'm going to be here for five years. Yeah. That's the plan, but you don't know what's going to happen. There could be the the league could change. The, the trades could happen. Two years from now is, is a long time. A lot can happen if they repeat yeah. or don't repeat or don't make the playoffs. All those things play into wanting to be here. But as far as his commitment, I'm not worried about his commitment because one, I think he's committed to the game, and two, I think he is committed to the city. Otherwise, you know, like he said, there there was better opportunities to win in other places. So he stayed here because he wanted to be here. And I think it's just the way that he talks. It's just the, the way that he thinks he's not, he doesn't close any doors. So that's, that's why I think there's, there's no reason to, to panic or worry. Um, of course, you know, the, the national media is going to take it and run with it. And, and you're going to see video after video of Giannis wants out, but until he says the words, I want out, I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, 
it the great points. I mean, you know, he is he is committed and there's there's nothing that says he's not committed. Right. And he's he is probably a little too honest. And you know, I, I think I think his honesty takes him to a point where sometimes he he tries to over predict what's going to happen. Right. And and that's okay. I mean, I'd I'd rather have him do that than, you know, uh, be a falsifier on record. You right. know, I mean, we, we've, we've gone through that. I mean, a lot of sports teams do and stuff, and we've gone through it with our, some of our teams here and whatnot, but uh, you know, and the I, world is, the, the world is being thrown at him right now. Like the, the, the GQ thing, you know, the just coming up a championship a lot. There's so much just having another kid. There's so much happening right now that. Well, and there's more endorsements too. Right. You know, um, there's, there's a lot of things that that are happening to him that I'm not I'm not sure anybody can fully understand that's going right. to happen when he wins something. I mean, winning a championship and then here's the other thing. He had some absolutely incredible, inspiring, thoughtful and emotional things to say after games of the NBA finals yeah. that we didn't expect. Right. And so when when he's basically saying there are tears for success, there are tears for uh, mediocrity, and 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 there are te- tears for being being humble. I mean, this is coming out of a. We still look at this guy as a kid, uh, but you also appreciate how far he has come. Yeah, and and where his mindset is, and and what his goals are. So, you know, he. I mean, he's a special character. I'm telling you that right now. I mean, yeah. do, do people, I mean, let's face it. We're, we're just talking here. LeBron James was just in here yesterday, uh, didn't play, practiced, uh, was on the bench. And and he's still, I think now, you know, as much as he's accomplished, he's still considered a villain while he's going mm-hmm. around the league playing in every, in every arena. And yeah. Giannis isn't, you know. Right. They tried to count down his uh, free throws and make him a villain, and <laughs> he turned around and, and uh, put the kibosh on that. Obviously, this year, but y- you get my point. I mean, yeah, and that's that's, but that's everything that he said in the postseason. That's what puts me at rest. Is yeah, like he, we've seen him be thoughtful. So to to just rubber stamp and say I'm here forever is not going to happen because he's not. He's he doesn't. He's never going to close a door is kind of the point for me is, is at least especially not publicly. You know what I mean? He, he does, doesn't speak like that. There's no bragging or bravado in, in his quotes. You get honest quotes. And he's still appreciative of, you know, he, he said in that uh, article too, you know, when John Hammond uh, drafted him and, and brought him in and, and, um, basically was like a father figure for him because his family wasn't here yet. Um, I mean, for him to still, I mean, he's going to always remember that, but he, nine years later, he's referencing that still. So you know that this guy uh, is very deep and, and very sincere. So we'll, we'll see, but it, it was definitely an eye opener in that, uh, in that GQ article. And he had some other fun things. So if you can check it out, there's also, um, uh, video with that as well. So I thought he did a tremendous job in it. So, so let's move on to, uh, some Brewer baseball here, my friend, uh, Corbin Burns 
wins the National League Cy Young Award, only the third brewer ever to do that. Pete Vukovic last won it for Milwaukee in 1982. Raleigh Fingers won it in 81. And so now we've got um, a tip of the cap. We've got the cherry on the ice cream float, whatever you want to call it, uh, to a guy that pitched eight innings of a combined no-hitter, um, started out the season by uh, striking out 58 before he even walked a batter to, yeah. <laughs> uh, at that time, set a major league record, tied a major league record um, in August as well by striking out 10 consecutive batters, and then got the, got the uh, no-hitter in September. Um, biggest criticism, obviously, was he pitched about 46 fewer innings than Zach Wheeler, but um, when you when you stack everything up in yeah. analytics terms, there's no reason why he should not have won. And there's probably still room for criticism, but I think that's just how awards go. Yeah, for sure. And to me, like the, the cool thing is that right now you essentially have the pitcher of the year and the reliever of the year. And both approaching arbitration. So <laughs> They're going to have to make some decisions for sure. And, and yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's a good, it's a good problem to have, I guess, you know, they, their pitching staff as a whole is, is, is very good. And, and led by, you know, those two guys and start and finish with those two guys. So um, hopefully they can, you know, keep those guys around and then figure out how to get some offense around them. And Yeah. <laughs> So when you think about this team um, and who they've got on it here right now, I mean, they've, you know, Kirsten Yelich, um, MVP in uh, 2018, could have maybe won it in 2019 if yeah. he's not injured at the beginning of September for the rest of the season. Um, we know that that life is different for him right now, and he's definitely got the ability to turn it around. But you think about this, uh, you had MVP with him there, and then – during that time where the Brewer offense was actually okay, um, the pitching staff slowly started to emerge. So we've got, when you think about this, we've got Giannis, two-time MVP. Yelich has won the MVP. Ryan Braun, right before he retired, obviously, a few years back, won MVP as well. Rodgers has won a few. Um, we've got the Bucs' uh, champions of the world in the NBA. And and now we have a, a Cy Young Award winner. That That's a... That's a big deal. I mean, that's yeah. the pitcher's MVP award is basically what it is. And um, I think it's just so kudos to where this organization is going right now. And I think I think when you're, I'm going to say it, small market, you have to prioritize where you're going to succeed. Yeah. It's very difficult to succeed in, in both phases of offense right. and, and pitching. And they, they chose pitching. And... I mean, they, they were knocked on the door. They got in the playoffs. They won that division. Obviously, the hitting let them down. But they're doing it the right way. Uh, there's no doubt about it. They've got, they've got too many candidates for the future to potentially right. be Cy Young Award winners again. They've got candidates on this roster here right now, which is just amazing to even bring up in conversation. Well, what's, it'll be interesting to see what happens, too, because they, they've largely grown their pitching. Exactly. They're about to they're about yeah. to have to start paying for pitching. So hope does that mean that hopefully they're growing some hitters? Because <laughs> it's gonna be hard to pay for both. 
right? I mean, that yeah. usually you have either good young pitching or good young hitting. Like it's hard to have, have both veteran pitching and veteran hitting like that's, that's very expensive. So that's big market stuff. I mean, right. cause, cause the Yankees and Dodgers pay for that. Right. And, and you, like when we did have the good hitting, imagine had we had this, this, this pitching had it grown faster, um, which not to, not to say anything bad about how their pitching has grown, but imagine if they had lined up at the same time, you know what I mean? Like that, that's very rare to have that, you know, veteran hitting or, or veteran hitting young, good pitching or vice versa. But yeah, they're going to, they're going to have to start paying for pitching. And right now hitting was the problem. So it'll be interesting. See, I, can they pay for both? I, I don't know. Well, they're going to have to stagger it because right now they are paying for hitting, but there is no hitting. Right. I mean, they're paying. Yelich is going to start his contract, his big extension and make, you know, get into the 25 millions. If they're still got Kane under contract, um, they've got Jackie Bradley Jr. back as well. So, I mean, that's that's a, an incredibly expensive outfield and their best outfielder, the guy that was the biggest run producer and home run hitter. They couldn't afford to keep. Right. So, so Avi Garcia walks and now he's going to obviously uh, move on and get a, de- a deservedly so a big contract and stuff. Sure. But um, it, it is kind of interesting. Um, it, it's hard to develop all, everything that we're talking about right now. And, and this right. is how hard it's been for this team. Their, their MVP, they have Robin Yount as an MVP way back in the day, but they drafted and developed him. Right. Uh, their next MVP was was Ryan Braun. Well, actually, Yount won it twice in two different positions, technically. Uh, their next MVP is Ryan Braun, drafted and developed. Their two Cy Young Award winners before Burns, they acquired through trades. Um, and, now, and now Burns, you know, 50 years, 51 years later in this organization, they, they have a Cy Young Award winner that they drafted and developed. Yeah. And... And that's that's big time stuff right there for you know for Burnsy and and um, and where the staff is going here right now. But man, it's just incredible when you think about over time trying to develop talent instead of having to go out to acquire it all the time. Um, and that's hopefully where they're sitting right now with, their, yeah. with this pitching staff. A lot of it, even a couple of the guys, you know, they traded for Hader, they traded for for Hauser, but these guys weren't major league ready when they got them. So basically they developed them. I mean, even, even Yelich to a degree wasn't when they traded for him, wasn't no one would have picked him out of those three outfielders in Miami to be the one. Yeah. So even he, to a degree developed, um, but I I guess he would fall into that um, not having to pay for hitting yet. But but now, you know, after the MVP. Yeah, no, that, and that's a good point because he's been around here 18, 19, 20, 21 for four years, and, and they really hasn't cost them much at right. all. Um, and now he's going to, but he's still he's still young. He's still he's young, still, yeah. Still has the potential to, to, to do some really good things again. And you can't you can't say after what he's gone through in the last two years that that's not a possibility. I, I'm just I just think that that what he's got going on is correctable, whether it's up here or physically or a combination. I mean, 
Corbin Burns is is a great example. Yeah. He, he said two years ago he had to figure this out so he could figure the rest of his physical abilities out. And it's hard for people to do that. And not everybody can do it, but it, it's possible. And, yeah. and I didn't he have like a – didn't he have like a 9 ERA – Two years yeah, ago, it was nine like plus eight, eight, eight or yeah. something like that, you know, two years ago. I mean, you know, I, I tweeted out, you know, in my congratulations to him. It, it's especially because of where he's come the last two years. You know, he's worked hard on and off the field. And when you're working off the field, you know, for him in this case, it was just straightening out his, his mind and, and, you know, his comfort levels and, um, it's, it's a showcase for how important it is for whether you're a player or a broadcaster or or any fan out there who's got normal life going. And sometimes yeah. it's a little bit overwhelming when you got to do your job a certain way. And there's there's pressures on a lot of jobs out there. And yeah. and he figured out a way to turn it around. And I, I really love that because he's talked about it, um, you know, about the mental aspect. And Giannis talked about it in the GQ I really love that we're in a place where these guys feel that they can be honest with, with the fact that sometimes it's not physical. Like sometimes yeah. it's just, I'm not in the right headspace or whatever it is going on. I love that. And I think it's going to be so good for the younger generations to see that out in the open and, and know that they don't have to, to hide that stuff when, when you are having some, some mental issues or some troubles or whatever. Cause it's it's so important for for people to really understand that. Oh, I I agree a hundred percent. I mean, you know, we're I think like you and I. Yeah, I'm older than you are, but you're also older than you know the. I mean, you have young kids now and stuff. Yeah. So we all kind of appreciate the generations where we grew up and how we grew up and how to adapt and um and covering these guys right now that you can see the results and you can see uh, a different temperament, um, a different mindset. Um, it's in a positive way. It, yeah. It's not, you know, it's not a big ego thing. Um, it, it's, it's, it's important is what it is. And, and I think, you know, that that's a good thing to recognize. That's for sure. Speaking of uh, you being older and, and mental blocks, when when do you like look Not at these guys? <laughs> no, but when do you look at these guys and realize that they're kids? Like I'm like 12 years older than Giannis. So like I'm clearly or not no 10 years older than Giannis, but clearly older than Giannis. And I still don't feel like he's that much younger than me. Like, am I just am I still delirious and think that like I still have some athletic ability left? When when does that turn off? <laughs> oh, Yes, you're delirious. <laughs> okay. uh, no, you don't have any athletic ability. <laughs> um, that happens when you have kids. Okay. So, so as much as you're you're on the floor wrestling around uh, with Jay Junior. Yeah. Uh, when you go out, now he's going to get a little bit bigger. Um, he's going to out athletic you. In Maybe a, that's it. Trust me. Yeah. Because I can still dominate him because he's five. And, but <laughs> uh, I when when I uh, couldn't dunk anymore on our six foot Fisher Price suit because John and Jake would would start blocking me and knocking me down. That's when I knew. It that's was when it switched. Okay, so I but got a couple you know more years. 
the, the greatest pleasure in that is when they get that big, that, that means they're going into sports for real themselves. Yeah. And then, and then it becomes fun. Cause to a certain extent you can, to a certain age, you can coach them, which yeah. was a blast. Um, and, and I, I was around just enough to, to help out with coaching and stuff. I, I never took the helm on, you know, one of their teams cause I just wasn't around enough for it, but just to be around it. And then when I got into high school and played high school sports and stuff, attending all that and, and uh, watching them grow and, and yeah. develop. I mean, that's then at that point, my man, James, you will start feeling a little, you'll start going, oh, Giannis is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm still thinking like, maybe I could go out and get a, get a point. Maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but All keep right. thinking that because it'll keep you young. Trust okay, me. Okay, I'm, I'm going to hold on and just keep beating my son, I guess. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk a little pack before uh, before we wind up the show yep. here. Um, a lot of things. I mean, you know, Rogers returned. Um, Russell Wilson returned. So it was uh, two quarterbacks, Packers and Seahawks, going at it uh, last Sunday. And I got to be honest with you, I'm I'm surprised that the Packers um, dominated that game. Yet the score yeah. is only seventeen nothing. Um, but both quarterbacks had a hard time, I think, finding any rhythm because they, they missed some time. And I, I don't think Rodgers is 100% yet. If he had any symptoms of COVID, nobody gets over it that fast. Right. He, he hasn't practiced yet this week, but he said he's going to play Sunday uh, at Minnesota. But um, uh, just kind of one of those games where it wasn't all that exciting. Right. Uh, the defense played really well. And I think, to me, that's my biggest thing is – as long as the defense can can keep doing what they're doing, and we'll talk about injuries in a second, but it just seems like on both sides of the ball every week, it's you know they're figuring something out, and and I think I still think right now the way things are unfolding around the NFC with Arizona losing again and, and the Rams now, um, I, I still think the Packers are the top top team in that conference. Well, and that that I guess that's the positive um, is that it feels like. The defense, uh, they definitely held their own. You, you you did have two quarterbacks that were a little rusty, but putting up a shutout is, is in the NFL is good no matter who's at at quarterback. Um, it does feel like they they've got like a rotating personnel everywhere. Like I feel like once a week or like, you know once a game there's a play and I'm like who when who is that when did he get here? <laughs> like, I know it. Yeah. You know it's just. They they are being hit by the injury bug and, and COVID and all that, um, but yeah they've come together they they're bringing guys in sending guys out and figuring it out. Um, as far as Aaron, you know he, he'll be Aaron will get back to being Aaron. That's nothing to worry about. Um, but we did see we did see a heavy dose of AJ Dillon, which was which was nice. Um, I'm fine with that, right? It, it's we we've kind of all marveled at his size and you know the how how thick and strong he is but we haven't really seen him be showcased too much um we saw him in the passing game which was a surprise yeah usually a guy that size isn't you know a great receiver but um that that game for me told me yes we like Aaron Jones went out we want Aaron Jones back but AJ Dillon should be able to handle the workload until he gets back for sure. They are yeah, two different think, backs, but 
Dylan's faster than I thought. Oh, he's he can move. I mean, I mean, let's face it. It's uh, speed is one thing, but vision is another. Yeah. And and I think you know, I, I mean, we we don't cover the Packers per se, but you can almost tell just watching them as as a receiver. And they threw they threw a lot of uh, screens too in that game the other day. And he's got he's got big soft hands, and man, as yeah. long as you've got big soft hands and you got good vision, um, he's just a smart player. I think yeah. I think he anticipates when contact is coming and stuff. So I mean, it, I I was impressed with him, you know, his first year, and then you just wonder, you know, how long it's going to take before these guys are going to be in full rotation. And unfortunately, sometimes it's through injury. Yeah, and you know, uh, when Jones went out. Um, Obviously, Dylan got got a big opportunity, yeah, and and he's going to get probably at least one game, if not two games. Um, I mean, they've got two games before the bye, right? And if they play, if they play Jones smart and get through that Minnesota game, you know, to me, it's like why why push that, right? You know, let him get through the bye, and then and then you're talking about the second weekend of December before he'd have to come back and, and he should be in much better shape with this MCL sprain. It was yeah. going to take a week or two to get through. So, and, and we're also at the time, James too, you know, Dylan can play a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we're more than halfway through the season here right now and you can, you can ride that guy. And, and I think they'll, they'll be okay for sure. Well, and you know, they have a, they're, they're comfortable in the division right now too. So, um, they should be they should be good with that. Um, but we also saw uh, MVS um, come back, which which yeah. I think we missed out on on Odell Beckham Jr. Obviously, but you you are still getting a weapon back, and you're getting a speed weapon back, and it it looks so far that he's kind of shored up his hands, which which I guess was the the kind of the big concern with him. So you know. The offense should be should be good to go. Um, I'm I'm excited to to have MVS back because I feel like that adds a, a speed option opposite of of Devontae. Because Lazard is big, but he's not necessarily he's not gonna necessarily gonna go deep on you. You know what I mean? Yeah, and 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 I also think you know um, not landing uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, I, I think this team was not all that disappointed. No. Um I, I mean it would they, have been they, a luxury. There it would it would be a tremendous luxury and and they they'd almost have to find a you know find a fit for him just based right. on okay they did get healthier. They're they're back to hundred percent now, you know, receiver and stuff. And and you and you you want that right now too because you're a little bit thin at tight end on a on an every down basis mm -hmm. uh, with that. They did lose uh Mercedes Lewis though uh, for the year, torn bicep, uh, another player gone for the year, another blow to a defense yeah. that somehow is, I think, every week becoming more impressive. But how many guys can you lose and still make progress? Right. And it's, it's, I guess we're going to have to wait and see, but, but whatever they're doing, whatever their, their scheme is, is working. It's, I don't know if it's maybe maybe it's just that that they're they're gelling and it hopefully it starts to feel like um kind of that Super Bowl run where, where their defense was just they were they were playing out of their mind and and that's kind of hope what you, what you always hope for obviously and with this kind of rotating 
guys coming in and out and injuries and keep and but the play level staying up hopefully that's what we're looking at yeah and there's uh you know david bakhtiari has not played yet you know he's going to be back soon i mean i think that's probably the the big mystery question right now is exactly when do they feel comfortable giving him the green light to come back yeah and and when he does you know you know knock on wood um you know there there's one position right now you want to keep fresh on that team and that's that offensive line yeah and, and if he's going to be the addition there um that is going to be huge for the packers and in their passing game if that's what is con- i mean let's face it they could be in a position too, James, where maybe their defense can't keep this up, but may, maybe their offense can crank it up a little right. bit more and they can start scoring more and uh, and maybe win it that way down the stretch. I mean, the, the possibility and the capability should be there, that's for sure. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's going to be a good rest of the season, I hope. I mean, you, if, they, if they can take care of business before the bye – you know, they, they're they're setting themselves up to kind of get healthy, take, let guys take their time, come back, and, and roll into the playoffs. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It's, um, you know, it's been a, a fun run, a little bit of a surprising run, I think, for, for the pack. Um, they've overcome a lot of different things, and I'm sure the challenges are still going to be out there, that's for sure. So it'll be fun. Next week we got uh, – Turkey day to deal with. Um, what do you got? What do you got? Are you having everybody at your house? Are you going like, are you going hunting for, uh, for turkey legs? What are you doing on Thursday? I think it'll, it will, we'll probably hit a couple of different spots. Um, but wherever we end up, I'm going to eat as much as I possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to bring home leftovers and I'm going to eat for weeks. So <laughs> this should roll right into Christmas dinner. And then I got another wow. couple of weeks of food. <laughs> wow. Well, you better you better get a driver, man. That's all I know. You might be intoxicated just by turkey leg, man. Exactly. There'll be a lot of sleeping, too, because, yeah, I'm going to eat a lot of turkey. Oh, my God. Yeah, for sure. All right. Good stuff, man. That'll wrap up the uh, the show. Um, you can go. Is that bag of chips still around? Oh, yeah. It's ready. It's, it's ready to be munched on. What, what's the flavor again? Flaming Hot Lay's. I, I'm. I got it. I know you're going to ask this, so I'll just ask it anyway. My favorite, of those chips, sour cream and onion. I'm just a traditionalist. Yeah, I've got those here too. <laughs> All right, I'm coming over here. <laughs> I've got a chip problem. If, if you haven't realized. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good breakfast, man. Good talk. Um, we'll catch up next week. Thanks for listening and watching, everybody. And uh, that's going to do it for Kashan Cast for James Stewart. I'm Craig Kashan.